want to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening according to your time zone. This is Pastor Dennis Matov all the way from Freedom Experience Ministry, Kampala, Uganda. And we are in this wonderful teaching that are called Freedom Streams whereby we are flowing out issues of truth, the word of God. To, to, to flow it and uh, to spread it and to dispense it globally to see that you, wherever you are listening from, you experience Christ with us. You enjoy this wonderful Christ that is for us to enjoy and experience. In, in our teachings, we emphasize the experiencing of this subjective Christ, the Christ in you, which is your life and life supply and which is your hope for your tomorrow. And uh, um, we emphasize the living union and enjoyment and experience of Christ, uh, the, the God in you, that you are in that uh, fellowship with the Spirit of God and uh, uh, you, are, you are being built up into a habitation of this wonderful God and there is the traffic of God and man within you whereby God is coming and you are going. Just as the ladder was in the days of Jacob, he saw the angels ascending and descending. And Jesus says, and uh, you will see a son of man descending, ascending and descending uh, upon the son of man. The angels shall descend upon the son of man. And you, even today in our lives, there is a God coming, uh, increasing in our spirit. And there is man decreasing uh, from his soul so that uh, we come to that level whereby God has fully consumed us. Now we have a lot of teachings that you need to to, to listen and enjoy despite uh, this time around I came with this wonderful teaching series about the experiencing of God's eternal plan in the New Testament and this has been a separate uh, but powerful teaching series that, uh, that has got a lot of episodes and I'm still doing the work of bringing them to you in the name of Jesus. If you have been sticking with us, you see that we are now on episode 14 uh, in this wonderful teaching series. And I, I want to encourage someone that has just bumped in, you go back and listen from episode 1 to see where we came from because we have been talking about God and his New Testament plan. And we came to whereby we discovered that we need to know which kind of God that is dispensing himself into man. And what kind of God and for what reason. You see, and we need to know the person of God. Then we came to see that the, the, the person of God is explained in the Bible through plain words, parables, and signs. And we have been talking about where God has explained himself and his person through plain words. We have seen from Matthew, John, and then we come to the episodes, and then we see First Peter, and then Revelation to confirm that in the entire scriptures in the New Testament, there are some plain scriptures whereby God is revealing himself to us in plain words that he is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And that is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love is of God, the fellowship is of the Holy Spirit. So we have come to this far. We have come in, um, gone in details of uh, digging out this God uh, that is coming into us so that once we have a clear revelation, we will enjoy and experience Christ to the utmost. I, last time I talked about 
uh, the errors that were started in some times back whereby the modernism and uh, the modernism and the tritheism they brought in a heresy that is contrary to the pure revelation of the word of god and we spoke in volume several things and we gave you some scriptures now i come to see where i can conclude this matter before we go to another uh, teaching episode we saw the error in the modernism and we saw the modernism and we saw the error in the tritheism and we don't have to uh, embrace their teachings because that is heresy we must stick with the pure revelation of the word of god so that we might we believe that god uh, is a three in one and at the same time is a one in three that is how the godhead exists exists respectively in three consecutive stages they don't be uh, in other words they are god as a trinity as a godhead is existing and co-inhering praise the name of jesus that was our emphasis and that's the pure revelation of the bible we need to believe in the coexistence of god meaning that they lived and existed at the same time that's what coexistence means and when we say co-inheritance, co-inheritance or co-inhering, we mean that they lived in one another. They can proceed from one another because uh, you cannot separate them. Praise the name of Jesus. So this is where we ended the other time and I want to continue from there. I also talked about uh, their economical works made them to manifest themselves in a uh, in, in, in to become three still remaining essentially in their coexistence and co-inhering when they came to to do their work god came to do his work in the old testament basically then jesus comes to do his work in the new testament in the beginning of the books the the gospels then the spirit comes to do his work but as they were doing the economical ministry the economical work still they were coexisting and co-inhering in one another in other words there are several scriptures we saw that the father chose us in the son and by the spirit we saw some scriptures that the son accomplished redemption for us with the father and by the spirit you see even in their ministry economical service they were still inhering and coexisting the spirit works in us as the son when the holy spirit is in us the son is doing his work praise the name of jesus and uh, it's also is with the father when he is carrying out the work in us so this makes god to become coexisting god and a co-inhering god praise the name of jesus christ now uh, in this remaining moment i want to talk about and to continue from wherever we stopped we come to believe that god is uniquely one but triune that is our statement he is the father the son and the spirit when you read matthew chapter 3 verse 16 bible mentions an incident bible says and jesus in matthew 3:16 and jesus when he was baptized went up straight away out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and 
Jesus saw the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, descending in form of a dove and lightening upon him. But verse 17 says that, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, in that incidence, in Matthew, we begin to see uh, an incidence whereby the Trinity is separate, yet uh, uniquely one. Praise the name of Jesus. When you come still to Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19, that great commission, Jesus says, All authority has been given unto me. He says in verse 18, when he came, he says that all power given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So, he says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you always because they exist uh, at the same time. He says, uh, I'll be with you. But you are going to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son and the Spirit. That's when we begin to see they they mentioning Jesus is mentioning the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Now Paul states some something in Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse fourteen. In his close, close closing remarks, he tells the Corinthians a, a, a prayer that says that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion, which is the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. So, Paul is as if he's saying a farewell, but he says that as I'm going, let the triune God be with you all. Because once you have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, you're having Jesus Christ himself. When you have the love of God, you're having God himself as love. Because God is love. And Christ is grace. When you have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, still you are having the Holy Spirit. So when he was saying that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Spirit be with your spirit, it was as if he's telling them, may the triune God be with you. Praise the name of Jesus. So even right now, the triune God is with us. We cannot say one extreme end, uh, truth and say that God is in heaven with Jesus Christ. Now the Holy Spirit is here on earth. No, no, we are supposed to believe in the existence and coherence. Praise the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm giving you some verses as I'm closing, uh, closing up this wonderful episode and uh, this wonderful message before we continue to something else. I want to emphasize some of the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18. The Bible says that. It says that for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So the through him here, him is Jesus Christ. Because Paul has been talking about him from uh, the, 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 about the, the previous verses. He says through him we both have access by one spirit. Now this one spirit is the Holy Spirit unto the Father. And the Father is God the Father. So we are seeing their ministration was and when you continue with Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 16 the Bible says that 
For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Holy Spirit in the inner man. Praise the name of Jesus. And it says in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, um, and to know the love of Christ which exceeds um, all knowledge. Now, you can read on and read on, but I'm showing you that Paul was praying that the, to the Father that Holy Spirit may strengthen our spirit and then the Jesus Christ may dwell in our hearts. So you see such an amazing truth. Revelation chapter 4, chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1 verses 4 to 5 states, and uh, this is now John, he says that uh, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne it says and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the the, 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 the prince of kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood so John in his greetings to the seven churches he says that God the father lived and he is living and is going to live then he says that uh, the seven spirits now typify the Holy Spirit then he says and from greetings from my Lord Jesus Christ so the greetings of John was from the triune God Praise the name of Jesus. So the Godhead is distinct, distinctively three, but the Father, the Son, and the Spirit certainly are not three gods separately. They are not three gods separately. The New Testament tells us definitely that God is one. First Corinthians chapter eight, verse four. And you come to 1 Corinthians 8 for the Bible says that as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols we know that an idol is nothing in the world but that there is none other God but one. In other words there is no other God. We have only one God. And 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 5 also says and states that um for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. So with these two verses, scriptures, you see that the Bible is emphasizing that God is one. Hallelujah for that. So some Christians have believed that the Father is one person and that the Son is another person. That the Spirit is merely a power. And mostly, mostly, uh, these are like the mammons. They do believe that way. They believe that God is one person, the Son is one, but the Spirit is power. And some Christians do believe that way. Others believe that the three of the Godhead, uh, they believe that the Father, the Son, the Spirit, three separate gods. These these concepts are heretical. They are wrong. We cannot believe in them. We cannot we cannot even agree that such a truth exists. Praise the name of Jesus. So we have only one God and this God is a triune God. Hallelujah. So 
because our mentality is limited is like we cannot fathom everything concerning god our mind our mentality is so limited we are not able to explain in details the triune god thoroughly we cannot actually we cannot even define ourselves very well you, you don't know yourself very well so if you don't know yourself very well how then would you define the triune god adequately and thoroughly this is going to be impossible because some of us we don't even know that we possess a spirit most people know that i only have a soul and i have a body and others they don't know they say i'm 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 who you see i'm that this flesh you see and praise the name of jesus so we don't even know how to define ourselves how can we define uh the triune god so we can only believe we can only believe what is clearly revealed in the new testament God is one but triune. We have got to just believe it. I've given you enough satisfying scriptures that can help you on that. Praise the name of Jesus. So, I want now to talk about uh, a statement that says they are distinct but not separate. And you need to understand this. That God is distinct but not separate. It can be like uh, the way he appears is distinct. There is a distinction between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, but the distinction does not cause a separation. That at one time God was alone and Jesus was the other side, and the Spirit was the other side. And praise the name of Jesus. So, certain of today's fundamental Bible teachers are uh, actually most of. Most of them, most of them are tritheistic. They, they are tritheistic. That's what. That's the word I wanted to use. They are tritheistic, and uh, maybe they are unconsciously doing so. Praise the name of Jesus. These teachers say not only that the Father, the Son, the Spirit are distinct, but also that they are separate. We can say that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are distinct but not that they are separate. They are distinct but not separate. You cannot separate them. All this while we have been thinking that now we have the Holy Spirit on earth and God is in heaven and this the, God the Father is in heaven and God the Son is in the heaven. Uh, we, 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 we think that the Spirit is the only one here on earth. We are missing a certain truth cannot separate the son from the father or the father and the son from the spirit because all these three they coexist and co-inhere so in the gospel of John we see that the son said that he is in the father and the father is in him when we read the book of John chapter 10 verses 38 John 10 38 Bible says this was Jesus let me begin from verses uh, uh, 6 he says say ye of him whom the father has sanctified and sent into the world thou blasphemest because I said I am the son of God we are arguing about Jesus being the son of God then it comes to verse 37 that if I do not the works of my father 
leave me not if i do though ye believe not in me believe the works that that you may know and believe that the father is in me and i in him so he wanted them to believe that the father is in him and he was in the father but when you come to john chapter 14 verses 10 john 14 verses 10 to uh it says that believe you not that i am in the father and the father in me remember this philip had asked a question he says that father uh jesus he says jesus because he was now troubled he was troubled he says you say you are going and uh, show us the father that will be enough for us he says if you are going then show us the father praise the name of jesus if you say you are going okay show us the father that will suffice us he says that will be enough for us praise the name of jesus and jesus says that tells him that don't you believe that when let us let us quote the verse itself praise the name of jesus i want to read it uh, from the scriptures for you when jesus was talking about that is john chapter 14 verses 10 to 11 he says says that okay let us begin verse 9 and jesus says unto him have i been so long with you long time with you and yet you are not you have not known me jesus is asking the father is asking asking through jesus that have been with you and you have not known me philip he that has seen me has seen the father and how do you say that then that show us the father praise the name of jesus don't you believe that i am in the father and the father is in me the words that i speak unto you i speak not of myself but the father that dwells in me he does his work he says in verse 11 believe me that i am in the father and the father is in me or else believe me for the very works sake praise the name of jesus so i believe such a statement was a confusing factor for philip when the father was responding don't you Have you not known me? <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Yet it was Jesus speaking. Hallelujah. So, since the son is in the father and the father is in the son, how can they be separate? How can they be separate? Because he says I am in the father and is in me just as I can say that my spirit is in me. My my even my soul is in me and uh, you cannot find my soul going somewhere minus my body. praise the name of Jesus so i'm going to to move in my my, my tripartite praise the name of Jesus so the lord jesus also said in john 10:30 uh, that he and the father are one now when you find jesus emphasizing the oneness you cannot come to separate it john 10:30 says okay let us begin from verses uh verses 29 My father which gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand the father gave them to Jesus meaning the sheep the believers the father gave them to Jesus and then Jesus says no man can pluck them out of my father's hand when the father gave them to Jesus's hand it says no man can pluck them 
out of my father's hand. Then he says in verse 30, I and my father are one. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we see the oneness of this triune God. Hallelujah. So this is other proof that the father, the son, although they are distinct, they cannot be separated. The father, the son, and the spirit are distinct but not separate because they are three and yet yet one. Praise the name of Jesus. They are three yet one. You have got to come to such a truth and a realization. Uh, lastly, I'll talk about uh, the triune God in us because this is also a confusing factor to other so many believers. They don't believe that the Trinity is in us now need to come to such a truth that the triune God is in us. We need to see that the God who, has, who is dispensing himself into us is triune. If we have the Spirit of God in us, we have God the Son, we have God the Father in us as well. You need to realize that the triune God is in you. According to the New Testament, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are all in us. I read you Ephesians chapter 4 verse 6 and plus other two verses before I finish. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 6, it says that one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. So all is telling the Ephesians that the one God who is a Father is above all through all but this one God and the Father is in us all. So so far we have seen the first truth that the Father is in us all, right? Now we come to Colossians chapter 1 verses 27. I believe this one most of us we know. That Paul was revealing a mystery. It says, To whom God would make known what is the riches, what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the second scripture is revealing to us the truth that just as the Father is in us all, Jesus is in us all. Praise the name of Jesus. Then we come to John chapter 14 verses 17. Uh, John 14 17 is revealing another truth that uh, says that even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you, you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. By that time they were not saved, but after resurrection, the spirit was in them because Jesus came unto them and breathed upon them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. The spirit entered them. Praise the name of Jesus. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Now, although the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are all in us, in our experience, we sense that there is just one in us. With the triune God is in us. When we come to our experience, you just sense that one is in us. Praise the name of Jesus. And this one who dwells in us is called the triune God. You can think that the Holy Spirit is in me, Jesus is in heaven, the Father is in heaven, but the truth of the matter is that the triune God is in you. Praise the name of Jesus. And before I conclude, I want us uh, to, to see uh, something that Martin Luther was speaking about. Martin Luther warns us not to approach the matter 
of the divine trinity by reasoning. Don't put your reasoning in this. We should live in this simplicity. Don't venture forth on this deep and tremendous vast sea of dispute because you will find a lot of disputes, uh, disputes in the church in the body of Christ about such questions. See? So the, the, the trinity is very slippery. First because it is uh, this satellite, then also because of our weakness. It is therefore complete folly and a most perilous undertaking to wish to search into these things more subtly. And this is a statement that Martin Luther was writing to the body of Christ. He says, don't approach the matter of divine trinity by your reasoning. He went on to say that for if we could do this, we would not need the scriptures for a guide. No, neither would this teacher and king be necessary for us. Moreover, those who neglect the scriptures and approach such questions with confidence in their own mental power are the teachers of God, not his pupils. Some people wanted to become the teachers of God, not his students. So, if reason disturbs you here and questions arise like, Martin Luther went on to say that we are going to find ourselves with no proper answer. We are going to discover, we are going to end by saying that there are two gods. <laughs> so there is only one God and still there is the Father and the Son. How is this possible? Respond with the humility. I don't know, says Martin Luther, he says go to the scriptures because reasoning is past. In other words, you cannot understand this mystery with your reasoning. That's what Martin Luther was, was emphasizing in his uh, in his quotation. Praise the name of Jesus. So we cannot explain the divine trinity adequately, but with those few scriptures I know you can grasp something. You can present the facts from the New Testament concerning this great truth so that we may be impressed with this divine fact. The triune God is dispensing himself into our being in his trinity. So don't exercise your mentality too much out of God. Don't use your mentality to, to explore the Bible. Rather, just exercise your spirit to experience and enjoy marvelous dispensing of the triune God as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to stop here and I trust God you have been blessed with such a wonderful teaching. We shall continue from here next time. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, Freedom Experience Ministry, Kampala, Uganda. Be blessed.